3: This is my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni Tony on Send, the Sports Betting Network.
4: What a day, my guys in the desert. Hold it, Kushner hanging out with you today. One more time, I'm gonna go back to Denver tomorrow. If you haven't checked it out, Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. All I do is talk about betting the local teams, and then when there's big events, Stanley Cup. March Madness, Super Bowl, we'll get into that too. But check it out if you get a minute. Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Just, you gotta love it. So, I'm excited. Last night, I'm working with Wes Reynolds. We're doing nightcap. I'll be back on with him tonight on the nightcap too. They got me doing two-a-days. I love it. But, we're talking about the college football guide. And guess what dropped today? The college football guide. It is five weeks away. There's so many cool things in it. I mean, we got all 131 FBS teams getting previewed. Expert picks on all the conferences. There's arrows pointing up. There's arrows pointing down. If you're into arrows, I am. We've got college football playoff value bets. Mackinac's power ratings. Here's what I like. This is what I really like because you can make picks. We can make picks all we want. You could tail, and that's often a very good idea, but... There was a section that I read this morning about how to make your own power ratings. And that's really, really important if you're capping games or if you're betting and you're using your own process, you might want to, you might want to invest a little bit of time in making your own power ratings. But the one section that really stood out to me was the Heisman odds. Oh, the Heisman odds. There's been some big movement too. So I want you to check this out here. Let's go to the Heisman section. We're going to have a good, what, 25 players that are in the mix to win the Heisman at some point in time, but we really know that it's going to be a finite amount of players that will be in the mix, too, because that's just the way college football is, just like there's about three teams that can win the national championship. I think ultimately four or five guys that we'll be looking at down the stretch, and uh, let's get into them here. So I think you got to start with Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. How do you not start with him? Most shops are hanging a plus 200 at this point. I'm seeing plus 175 at Bet Rivers. So this line was at plus 400. So a huge move here. And when Stroud isn't saying that his teammates on the Buckeyes football team is going to beat the Ohio State men's basketball team, he's actually dominating college football. And the last time we saw him, it was New Year's Day, and he threw for what, 573 yards against Utah in a Rose Bowl win. What a performance that was. You know, this price has really shrunk. And you could try to hit this line in season, although it's just so risky. If he gets off to a hot start against Notre Dame in the season opener, you might kiss two-to-one odds, plus 175. You might want to kiss those goodbye. So, C.J. Stroud, it's interesting to see the money that's coming in on him to cut this from four-to-one to to just about two-to-one is eye-opening. All right, let's go to our next Player. We're going to go to USC quarterback Caleb Williams, who follows Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma over to USC. And for my money, this is going to be the third best college quarterback heading into the season behind Stroud and Bryce Young. It's it's an interesting play here, right? The odds show it. I mean, he's listed at plus 750. That is a monster number. Now, Williams scored 27 total touchdowns last year, and he wasn't even the starter until the second half of the year. He only threw four picks, too. He tied for the best yards per attempt mark among Big 12 quarterbacks, 9.1. He led the conference in rating at 169.6, and he had seven passes of 50-plus yards. I'm looking forward to seeing this kid at the next level. Now, USC, here's the issue. They're missing an elite, high-profile game. So, William's going to have to dominate the Pac-12 and show out in two games in particular, Utah and Notre Dame. And those are the two big ones. So he's definitely in the mix. Third best college quarterback. You're getting odds at plus 750. Not a bad look. Then we can go on to the defending Heisman Trophy winner. And I don't have to spend too much time on this one because you're just not likely to repeat if you're Bryce Young. So I'm kind of passing on this. Plus 350. I doubt he repeats. Why am I going to go somewhere where the odds are really much smaller for him to get this again? So, I'm going to move on. Um, Bryce Young plus 350. It moved to 250, where it is right now. But my favorite long shot now, listen, the Heisman usually goes to a quarterback, right? This has turned into a quarterback award because Stroud's at 175, Bryce is at 350, Caleb Williams at 750, and even Dylan Gabriel at 20 to 1. Uh, you do have the edge rusher at Alabama, Will Anderson, in there at 20 to 1 as well. But Bijan Robinson, stud running back from UT. It might take a season where the Longhorns are relevant again in the college football playoff race for him to get there, but at this number, 25-1, to I mean, how are we not looking? He's a guy that I definitely have my eyes on, and he is going to have to just big, big, big game against Alabama. No question there. That's September 10th in Austin, and if he goes bonkers, you're not going to see the price again. Here's the problem, though. He has to have that historic season to win because the award is the best quarterback in college football recently. I'll tell you this, Robinson's a bonafide stud. He's a terrific runner and pass catcher. He's the best running back in college football. So again, really cool stuff here in the college football preview guide from top to bottom. The Heisman odds, that's cool how they broke it down. And I love the fact that they're going to talk you through how to make your own power ratings. And it's not just for college football. we got the NFL one coming out soon, but... Uh, make sure you go to vcin.com backslash subscribe and take care of yourself because this is only going to help you when you're capping college football games. Now I'm going to make a little transition. We will go from college football to the national football league. And my transition would be this. It's brilliant by the way, Derek Henry, 2015 Heisman trophy winner is the favorite to be the comeback player of the year in the National Football League. So let's check out some of these odds here on Derrick Henry, plus 300. So this thing, wow, you talk about some movement again. It was plus 450. We're down to plus 300. Jameis, plus 500. Michael Thomas, 800. And Christian McCaffrey's plus 800, too. Uh, We're going to start with Derrick Henry, though. 718 touches over the 2019 and 2020 season. And it finally caught up to him last year. I think the 397 mark that he had in 2020 did him in last year. And while he's recovered from a Lis Frank injury, that is just an injury that often doesn't completely go away. There is no way. And if you've been watching me this week or you listen to the city cast, Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers, you know I'm not putting any futures down on a running back. Derrick Henry is a massive fade for me. And by the way, with CMC Christian McCaffrey at 8-1, to one, this guy is still bothered that he didn't win the Heisman Trophy when Derrick Henry did. But you get into McCaffrey, this is a monster number for him. Uh, again, I just think that there's too much wear and tear on McCaffrey. There's been nothing to where it's been a devastating injury that he's had, but he's not the biggest guy in the world. He was just used way too much. Uh, a couple of years ago, and you're starting to see him pay the price now. Plus 800, it's a great number, but I'm not going to go there. So who's in the mix for me? you got to realize that quarterback has won this award each of the past four years, and there is a plus 500 on Jameis Winston, and who you're looking at here is a guy that can't stand Jameis Winston. I think he makes horrible uh, decisions on the field. I think he makes horrible decisions off the field, but I got to buck my bias here, and I got to back Jameis, okay? So you look at the quarterbacks that have won the last four years. Burrow last year, Alex Smith, Tannehill, and Andrew Luck. Winston had that ACL injury last year in week eight, and the seven games he did play in last season, the Saints were five and two, and he had a 14 to three touchdown to interception ratio. That shocked me. A hundred percent. I mean, I can't believe this guy made some good decisions. So Jameis Winston's gotta be here. Michael Thomas is coming back. I have some questions about Michael Thomas's health too. It might take him a while to get back to hundred percent And he's at eight to one as well. Chris Olave, they brought in a big time wide receiver. I think this kid, he could be the rookie of the year. And then Jarvis Landry. So this thing I I think it continues to get bet down. We'll probably see it somewhere in the four fifty range. For the season starts, Jameis Winston, for me, is probably the best bet on the board. But he's not the only one that we need to look at here. We need to look at my guy, Allen Robinson. I love me some Allen Robinson. Why? Well, first of all, he went to the Rams. This guy has had the worst luck with quarterbacks in the history of the world. He comes into the league. He put up a 1,400-yard season with Blake Bortles as his quarterback. And he was stuck in Jacksonville. Then he moves on to Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky, a little bit of Justin Fields. And now this dude gets Stafford with Cooper Cup, taking a lot of the attention away from him. I love the spot that Allen Robinson is in. Now we're starting to see at camp a lot of the reporters coming out and saying, oh, Allen Robinson going to have a big season. Hell yes, he's going to have a big season. Because for the first time in his career, this extraordinarily talented and great route runner finally has a quarterback throwing him the ball. At 25-1, to Going down the list, there's two there's two plays I like here. It's going to be Jameis. Again, I'm holding my breath. I don't love that bet, but the number is good, and I think he's set up. And then my guy, Alan Robinson, 25-1. to 1. Got to take a little sprinkle, right? And last but not least, I, I know a lot of you are on Daniel Jones. Ah, plus 800. I'm just not a believer. Too many turnovers for this guy, and I think the Giants truly ruined Daniel Jones. Uh, what is it, 39 fumbles in his first three seasons? He didn't lose all of them. But he is a turnover machine, 29 picks in 38 career games. Um, He's in a new system now. He is just an utter pass. So, again, the two plays here for me, I really, really like Allen Robinson, and I'll take a stab on Jameis Winston as well. Now, we come back. There's this big, big story looming in Major League Baseball. It is Juan Soto. Where is the national star going to end up? Trade deadline coming up right around the corner. So I'm going to talk about that next, give you a couple plays in Major League Baseball. And also, Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, they're going to come in here. We're going to talk about the big contest here at Circa. It's going to be a great show. It already is, isn't it? All right, settle down, Kushner. My name's Holden Kushner. My guys in the desert right here on VSIN, the Sports
3: Betting Network.
6: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe win a one-on-one yeah, contest. Yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going exactly. guard. Like You see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that. See that.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came in my room crying tears, <laughs> t- I mean, he was in a culture shock, and then he's going to withdraw
2: us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? it. Ain't <laughs>
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're
3: listening to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network.
4: I don't sound like Stormy, and I'm not Stormy, so I'll tell you who I am in a minute if you're just joining us. But if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. By the way, I mean, I'm a little biased because I do the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers, but boy, the app is just amazing. So many options. The menu is spectacular as well. So they launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. So you've got CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into my guys in the desert. My name is Holden Kushner, host of the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, where all I do is talk about betting on local teams. By the way, you want a really deep sleeper in the NFL? I'm just going to throw it out there. I think I'm getting 500 to 1 on Patrick Sertan Jr. as the defensive player of the year. This dude is going to turn into the number one cornerback in the league this year. Already placed the bet. You laugh right now. I'm telling you, it's coming along. It's going to be a good one. But let's get into some baseball right now. Juan Soto, my man Juan Soto. Juan Soto on the trading block. This dude looks completely disinterested in playing right now. I I think this guy really got his feelings hurt by that story coming out, uh, saying that he turned down the $440 million deal. And, by the way, at the time I said this, and I still feel this way, Scott Boris was the one that leaked that story. He, he wanted a bigger deal right there or he wanted to get his guy out of town and then he'll sign a gigantic, I don't know, $450, $500 million contract if he gets his mind right. So, I'm still not totally sold that is going to get dealt before the deadline, but he went on my... Uh, My buddy's show, the Junkies, out in D.C. And he goes, we're in talks. This is Mike Rizzo talking. He's the GM of the Nationals. He goes, we're in talks with other teams that have significant interest about Juan Soto. Well, of course they have significant interest in Juan Soto. He's one of the top three pure hitters in Major League Baseball. Now, he struck out three times last week. He looked a little bit lazy on a fly ball the other night. So, again, you want to see this guy back to being who he is, this cocky, Super-duper slugger. He's going to change the franchise that he goes to next. And here's the deal. There's going to be a handful of teams that are in the mix, and the one that you're going to hear about more than any other team is the San Diego Padres. It's the Padres. A.J. Preller loves making deals. Here's their general manager, okay? Uh, they're still battering the battling the Dodgers for supremacy in the National League West. And really... It's about time for them to get over the hump. They have Tatis coming back. You got Machado. You throw Juan Soto in that lineup. woo Forget about it. I mean, we're talking about Petco, though. It's a gigantic stadium. Juan Soto can hit bombs just about anywhere. So San Diego has five prospects, MLB Pipeline's top 100 list. They got C.J. Abrams. He is a monster prospect there. And what I really like about the Padres is that they've got major league talent that is under control for a long time, like Jake Cronenworth, the second baseman. And then McKinsey Gore just got banged up. He just got injured. But again, I would take McKinsey Gore in a heartbeat. So I think San Diego, they will be the front runner. The odds are out there, too, by the way. I mean, they San Diego is the front runner and they should be. And then you've got the other team that's right there and the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, listen, the Dodgers I thought almost stole Trey Turner from the Nationals in that deal. Now, Josiah Gray, good pitcher, probably middle of the rotation starter going forward. The Nationals got their catcher in Kyber Ruiz, but the best player in this deal was Trey Turner. He's a game, he's a game, he's a difference maker. And really what you see when a lot of these studs are traded, you're just not getting that type of caliber player back. So the team that is gaining the great player In almost all cases, not every case ever, but almost all cases, they're going to end up winning this deal. So uh, the Nationals are just not going to have that type of player. But I look at the Dodgers here. What do they got? Seven top 100 prospects. They've got guys that are at the major league level. Gavin Lux, who was their top prospect. I think you got to be patient with this guy. Bruiser Gratterall. Uh, Dustin May is hurt. But Rizzo's getting far more for Juan Soto than he did for Trey Turner. Couple reasons. A Soto's a better player, although Turner is a stud, a super stud. And then I, I think that's really the big thing there. A little more, a little more time with Soto than you'd have with Trey Turner, too, as far as the contract goes. So I think that's another one. You look at the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals have got to be in the mix. Look at how they built their team recently. And Nolan Arenado, they absolutely fleeced. The Colorado Rockies, Austin Gomber and some other dudes that aren't going to do anything, and they have a ton of young talent that's already at the major league level. They have a decent farm system. I mean, that's good. I think they got the best rookie class in the National League. Nolan Gorman at second, Brendan Donovan, Juan Yepes, first base outfield. They're going to end up trading Josh Bell as the Nationals will, so I think that Yepes going there is good. If there is one team besides for the Dodgers that could send young, controllable major league talent back to Washington, that's the team right there. The St. Louis Cardinals don't count them out. And then there's the guardians. I I don't want to get into the guardians too much. I highly doubt they make this move um, just on, on multiple levels. They do need to contend though. It's not like they have a big payroll. Juan Soto, Jose Ramirez. That'd be a sexy pairing, huh? And then last but not least, there's going to be a mystery team. Scott Boris is an absolute brilliant magician. No matter what you think about, maybe the highest profile agent in all of sports, between him and Drew Rosenhaus, right? This guy gets it done. And he's going to leak things out there, and there's going to be a mystery team. And why not Seattle Mariners? You have the longest North American playoff drought Maybe, I don't think it's ever, but it's pretty darn close. We're working on 20 years now with the Mariners. They got to do whatever they can to get to the playoffs. Their general manager, Jerry DiPoto, has made 121 trades. 121, and this is just since 2015. They're in the mix here. They're 54-45. and 45. They're going to be a wild card team if they keep this up. So that's really what I'm looking at, the Juan Soto sweepstakes. Probably four teams in the mix. And before you know it, he's going to get dealt. Could there be a chance that Rizzo holds on, trades him in the offseason? Yeah, but I think he's just done with this whole situation. He is done. He's frustrated. He wants to get the best deal possible. He wants to do it now. Speaking, Speaking of the Seattle Mariners, they have a big game coming up tonight against the Houston Astros. I'm looking forward to this. Now, it's been an interesting road for the Mariners and the Astros recently. The Astros went and beat Seattle. They swept Seattle after Seattle had that what fourteen game winning streak. And then the Astros go to Houston and they get or no 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 they went uh, they went to Oakland and they got swept by the A's. And then the Mariners bounce back and they've won three in a row. And tonight you've got Mariners, you've got Astros, you've got the Astros minus one forty on the money line, and the M's are plus one twenty. And I love that price. I'm betting this number here. It's the number, right? You got Logan Gilbert, three and one, uh, three. He lost three, one at home to the Astros on Saturday. Gave up just two runs, eight K's and six innings. Jose or going for the Astros. I'm not an or guy. He did beat Seattle, six innings in a run, three strikeouts, but the dude just doesn't strike people out. He doesn't miss bats. And he is one and three with a seven, five, eight ERA against the Mariners here recently. Um, the number of plus 120, it's just too good. So I'm going to go with that one. That'll be my first play. I only got two plays today. The second one would be the Dodgers and the Rockies. So again, on the Denver City cast, I handicap just about every single Rockies game. We've been pretty good this year, too. We're, we're in plus money. And this game is at Coors Field. And the Rockies have kind of been the, the Dodgers' nemesis this year. As a matter of fact, they've won four of the six games against L.A., in course field. Now, the Dodgers have the best record in baseball. We know that, right? 65 and 32. It's no longer the Yankees. Yankees playing 500 baseball over the last five weeks. They have come back down to earth. Former Rockies lefty, Tyler Anderson, getting the nod for the Dodgers tonight. Anderson's 10 and 1 with a 279 ERA, so he's pretty good. But Colorado destroys left handed pitching, and especially at home, they have the highest home OPS against left handed pitchers in baseball. An astounding 8.94 on base plus slugging. On the other side of things, Jose Arena going to the mound. He gave up just three earned runs in 18 to third innings in his first three starts for Colorado, but he got exposed in his last start. Six runs, five earned in Milwaukee. As for the L.A. offense, they're tied for the league lead with a 775 OPS. I'm going with the Rockies' offense tonight, though. Again, lefty at home. They bash these lefties. And if I can get that number over four and a half, I'm taking it. And I did get the number over four and a half. So that's a nice bet for me. I wouldn't blame you if you hit the money line on the Rockies at plus 185. They've just played the Dodgers very, very well to this point this season. All right, coming up next, my producer Stephanie Stephanie, or our producer Stephanie has gone out and just gotten us a great guest list here. We'll start with Steve Buchanan. He's a DraftKings. we gonna talk some NFL NFL player props, some futures there with him. And then I'm really excited. Derek Stevens, who runs this place here at Circa, Mike Palm, he's here at Circa. They're going to join me, too. We're going to talk about uh, some interesting things that are going on in the betting world, including a really big contest here at Circa. My name's Holden Kushner. My guy's in the desert right here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantone on v the sports betting network.
4: Welcome back. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there's not one right time to make a change. You know, I used the ex-wife joke yesterday, but it still burns. You know, she was it was never a good time for her to say, get the hell out of my house, but it happened. <sighs> Anyways, everybody's timeline's just a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. Whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zin's gonna be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's zy Warning, this product does contain nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. I am Holden Kushner. I am not Stormy. She's been doing a great job in the morning cell, so, and uh, I'm sure she'll be back next week. Anyways, it's time to talk a little more National Football League. And the man with DraftKings and the DK Sportsbook, Steve Buchanan, joining me here uh steve first of all looking wonderful today it's great to talk with you and yeah yeah i just gave you a compliment second of all (laughs) it's a busy time of year for a lot of us just digging through all of these menus trying to get our favorite futures bets and i want to get right into it with you how about that um i got a whole bunch a big list here from you and i know that it starts with Derek carr Talk to me here. What's going on with Derek Carr? Are you buying or selling him this year at forty five hundred
7: yards? Yeah, it just it feels like a lot to me, especially because you got to think of we saw almost two different seasons from Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. I think last year got off to that red hot start, First seven games with over three hundred yards in five of those games. Then, the rest of the way, it was under City. And when it came to 300 yards or more, he went under that number in 9 of the last 10 games. And there's one thing I think is worth pointing out, too. These Las Vegas Raiders, they love playing in overtime. Four games went into overtime last year, gave an extra 221 passing yards that he may have not even had in this one. So, I know that there's a lot of buzz, obviously, with the Raiders coming into this one. You have Devontae Adams on the team. That's a huge reason that you might want to take the over here, but this is not somebody I think that we normally see from Derek Carr. I think this is going to do a lot of good things for him in the red zone with having Devontae Adams in there, but this number just feels a bit too high for me here. Uh, I'm taking the under on this one. It's at minus 125, so I think it's fair to say that a lot of people are already on this side with for me as well, but I just think of the two different seasons we saw from Carr last year. I feel like this is just a lot to overcome this upcoming season, even with Adams. So give me the under of that number on his passing yards.
4: Hey, Steve, so this gets to more of a, a broader topic because a buddy of mine, Connor Allen, is with a website called 444. I had him on earlier in the week, and we were talking about how so many props hit the under last year. And yes. you had 76% of the quarterback touchdown passing yards under. Like, that's just an astronomical number. Just personally, I'll never bet an over on a running back at the beginning of the season. You and I can get into that in just a little bit, but the injury attrition rate's not doing it, plus 66% of those rushing yards and touchdowns to the under last year. Do you think this is a case where the books are playing catch-up because they didn't adjust well from 16 to 17 games, or are we going to find this type of discrepancy again?
7: I think it is a lot of of catching up because of of what you just mentioned there too. That's such a massive difference too. And it just changed the complexity of everything. Like even just like trying to game plan for these later games changes so much. So I think it has a lot to do with the catch up there. So I think that is something that we have to take into factor here. But then I look at some of these numbers like car and I feel like that's just way too high, even if that's the case here. So I, I agree with you. I think that has a lot to do with it.
4: All right, let's get to our first under very, very popular first Running back under. Very, very popular bet here. Clyde Edwards-Elair. I think he has not lived up to expectations in Kansas City. Right. They're going to give him the job, though. He has, he has been banged up. He's 700 and a half rushing yards. You're going under, aren't you?
7: Yeah, we're, we're taking the under on yeah. this one. And, you know, it wouldn't be an uh, off-season, or should I say a preseason, without some Ronald Jones hype, right? Everybody's getting all hyped about <laughs> Ronald Jones. Let's go. Yeah, this is the year, baby. He's going to do it. And then we have Andy Reid saying a few months ago that Jones is going to be a major part of this offense. I tend to believe him here. But there's a other reasons to, I think, fade the rushing yards on Clyde Edwards. Hilaire, health has been a big issue. And that's not something that you have to look at every single year and go, oh, well, this guy can't stay healthy. I, don't, they, I automatically have to take the under here. But with that being said, with Tyreek Hill out of the mix now, I wouldn't be surprised if Ed Lewis Hilaire is more of a passing down back. And that's something that he obviously did in college. And I think that's something that we're going to look at here. Now, they did bring back Jarek McKinnon, but it's a guaran—it's it's not a guaranteed contract. He's not guaranteed anything here. I think they're just trying to see what they can get out of him. But with Ronald Jones in the mix and CEH, you know, arguably splitting the, the carries here, I wouldn't be surprised if Edward LeWitt's is really somebody who's getting more through the air. I think that's going to be the role for him here, especially with Tyreek Hill out of the mix, because even when he's been healthy, in his career, he's only averaged about 13 yard uh, 13 carries per game, 57 and a half yards or so. So it's not like he's been a huge addition to this offense, even when he is healthy. So I look at 700 yards. If he's healthy, is that something he can go over? No doubt. But Jones, and he does this to us every single year, always puts a wrinkle in these preseasons projections. So who knows what we're gonna get from Jones? But at least from what we've seen so far, I think under 700 and a half yards. I think that's the play to make in this one.
4: Yeah, I love the look, and we're talking with Steve. Buchanan, DraftKings, NFL, MLB analysts here. And, you know, the props, it seems like you do like these wide receiver overs a little bit. Talk to me basically yeah. about an overarching why you're going here with your process to overs with the wide receivers.
7: Yeah, because look, you know, especially here too, I mean, we've seen so many pass-heavy offenses, like the Buccaneers mm-hmm. led the way last year, nearly nearly 60% of the time they were throwing the ball, and so many of these guys too are, are pa- pass-catches out of the backfield too, so I just think this is obviously a, th- a throw-first league, uh, and just these the injuries that we're getting with the, with the running backs have just been profound, it's unbelievable how many of these guys are going down early and often too, so I think the safer play is to take the over on some of these wide receiver totals, and we're going to talk about some here. Yeah, let's do it. Tyreek Hill,
4: 1,025 and a half yards. CeeDee Lamb, 1175 and a half. Amon Ross, St. Brown, five and a half receiving touchdowns. All right, so let's start with Tyreek Hill. Interesting, because we really don't know what we're getting out of Tua, do we? Jalen Waddle, super stud. I think this guy has a chance to be one of the top five wide receivers going forward. But you like Tyreek this year, don't you?
7: Yeah, I like him going over this one here. Now, this is a 200-yard drop from where he was last year with the Chiefs, The Chiefs, and that's obviously a reaction to him going in with Miami. Obviously, Tua is not that guy who's going to be throwing deep downfield, but McDaniels is going to be scheming to get this guy involved. When you get everything that you have and you get Tyreek Hill on your team, you are doing your damnness to make sure he's involved in that offense and efficiently here. And one thing we can say about Tua is that he is deadly accurate when he's throwing in the field here uh, on his target targets on throws per attempt last year, 80.1%. That made ranked him fifth in the league. Just for reference, Mahomes was 11th at 77.5%. So we're getting the accuracy here. Where Tyreek Hill is special is after the catch and with the speed and an open field. They are going to get the ball to him so that he can go on those positive uh, traits that he has, and he's still going to be able to get downfield here. So when you look at this, you're looking for an average of 60 yards per game if you're going to hit the over just barely on this one. That's something Tyreek Hill we've seen him do on one catch okay i'm not saying he's going to do that every game but he is that type of special player that i think should still be able to go over here even with going on the dolphins yes he's not going to be those explosive downfield plays but we don't need tyree Hill to do that we need him to show his talent and that's what the dolphins are going to scheme for him to do so i like the over on this one here
4: yeah the cd lamb one's interesting 1175 now right so he steps yep. into the number one Role in Dallas. There's a lot on his shoulders. We know he is extraordinarily talented. First time now, though, that he's got all the weight of expectations. But you still like him going over.
7: You know, no doubt here. We're talking about a 74-yard difference from where he was last year. And Mm -hmm. while we say that he is a solidified number one this year, just to think about all the injuries that the Dallas Cowboys had last year. Maybe he wasn't the quote-unquote wide receiver one, but there was a number of weeks where he was legitimately the top option. And then you look at this depth chart from, last, from, from this year. There's no Amari Cooper. Obviously, he's with Cleveland now, so Lamb is the top option. We just heard just ab- uh, about a few hours ago, Michael Gallup is not going to be ready for week one. We didn't think that that was going to happen anyways, but now we have the news that he's going to be out. So now that really leaves Lamb and then the newly drafted Jalen Tolbert at the top of the depth chart there, and we have to talk about the the amount of targets that are left behind from Cooper. We have 104 targets that are going to be going unaccounted for coming into this season here. And then you look at the schedule for the Cowboys, and this is what really got my attention here. We see a lot of teams on this list that really struggled to defend against the pass last year. Tampa, Detroit, Minnesota, the Bengals, Washington, there's a lot of teams on there that C.D. Lamb should be able to beat there, and then even with Cooper last year, Lamb had a healthy Lead in both air yards, which you know, if you're not familiar with air yards, is a combined intended receiving of completed and incomplete passes, yards after catch. He was leading on, so I feel like this is a spot where Lamb wasn't now the the wide receiver one. Now he really has officially that title, and I think we're just going to see a huge year from him here. So giving the over on his yard total this year. If
4: you're betting player props and wide receivers, you better know about air yards, or you're in a lot of trouble, right, Steve? All right, Steve Buchanan, you got it, baby. <laughs> DraftKings NFL MLB analyst. Thank you so much. For the time. You take care of yourself. All right, man. You too. Thanks. All right, good talk with you for the first time. So, Steve joining me. But next, oh, the lord of the palace where I'm at right now, Derek Stevens. He built this play. Look at this sports book back here. It's absolutely gorgeous. Circa. We're going to talk to Big Man. And hey, Mike Palm will stop by. That'd be nice, too. I'd like to catch up with Mike. My name's Holden Kushner I'm for Stormy. This is my Guys in the Desert on Sin V Sports Betting Network.
5: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network.
4: Hey, the college football guide is out right now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, over/under recommendations as well, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, playoff predictions, and the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide has become a Vsin All Access subscriber. Sign up for Vsin All Access today, get everything we offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. I cannot wait for it. Subscribe right now, VCN.com backslash subscribe. Yeah, not Stormy. I'm holding Kushner, hanging out with you. I'm also on the nightcap tonight, so check that out with me and Wes Reynolds. I guess I got double duty here with Derek Stevens, the, the Lord of Circa. I mean, what a beautiful place. And I kid you, not just because you're here. I mean, this, this is kind of nice, man. I like this. I was sitting down watching some baseball last night. Of course, Mike Palm, you know who Mike is. You're right, man. You're just say, staring yeah. forward.
8: We don't say Lord. I mean, that's a little bit blast. We say your highness. When Excuse
4: addressed. me, oh, your highness. Oh, and you know, what would you like to be addressed as, sir? Mike. Uh, Mike is fine. Mike. Mike is fine. Sir Mike. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> boys, what's happening? The college football betting guide is out. I'm excited about this. we got college football lines. We've got NFL coming up. What's happening there? Talk to me. It's all good. Well, welcome. Welcome from uh, Denver. We
6: love yeah. having uh, Colorado uh, Colorado people in here working the show. So you've, you've been working
4: all week here. This has been great. It has been great. Now, I lived here for years, and I still fell into the Vegas flu trap. Not good, guys. It's just, it was a struggle. I, I drank cold brew. I'm awake right now. I fully expect to crash a little bit later on. Well, I,
6: well, I was expecting we're going to go be going to Mega Bar together, get, get to know each other a little bit. But then I heard you got three more shows after this. I mean, hey, listen. Uh, and now that right. you invited me on the nightcap tonight, I'll we'll probably be on that with you a little That'll bit be later. Great.
8: I'm looking forward to it. All right. You might be on more shows than Will Hill today, and that's a hard thing to do. Oh, Will Hill's on a lot of H's shows. On every, yeah. He's on every show. He's I mean, doing he's, everything. He's, he's just on, just doing well. You hits. get that you know, New York City podcast yeah. You pick your, you pick your shots. Ooh. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> I mean, they got eighty teams to talk about. You know, I got the Rockies to discuss right now. <laughs> Talk about an easier ooh, job. Ooh, ooh. Will Hill. Keep going with the avalanche.
8: I think you can probably a problem pr- oh, the avalanche. Is that
4: a nice run or not? How did that work out for you guys? Beautiful. Huh? How was the Stanley Cup here at Circa? Good? That actually kind of worked out yeah, as good yeah. as it could have. We get some butts in the seats down there, I'm sure. That was a hell of a run. It was nice. So it gave us a lot to do with. But uh, let's talk, guys. Let's start with college football. What are we looking at right now? Who are we? Who are we rooting for and against? Where's the money coming in? Mike, right, talk with us.
8: We took money on Utah for the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably, uh, you know, as far as terms of the, the bets that came in immediately when we posted numbers. So, you know, USC, we posted as a clear favorite here. And then we've taken some Utah money that's really driving, driven the market down to where they're the co-first choices. And I don't know if I disagree with that. I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a lot of smoke, but how much fire is behind USC, I'm not sure. As we get closer in August, we'll start seeing more of the season win total bets, both pros and for, uh, for college football come in. And then we'll have a, a clearer idea of uh, what we'll need for, for win totals. But right now, we're fading Utah a little bit in the Pac-12.
4: Signups for this Circa Million and the uh, Circa Survivor are going to come in strong and fast, Derek. You know that. I know that as well. And when when I'm looking at this, I'm saying, I love Survivor. Now, I already know three guys here. We're in it. I mean, we're going in it. We're going to dive in head first. We can buy back in week one, though, right? I'm fully planning on doing that. After Thursday night, you can. After (laughs) Thursday night. You're going to (laughs) use the
8: Rams or the Bills on Thursday night and rebuy? Come on. No, 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 no.
4: no. No We're not going to do that. I was just doing some shtick here, guys. Anyways,
6: (laughs) how the sign-ups going? Talk to me about the contest. It's going pretty well. I mean, Survivor is now outpacing the millions. Now, both uh, Circus Survivor and the Circuit Millions, I have a six million dollar guarantee. So, up's uh, doing good. We're, we're up to about uh, sixteen hundred between them, but Survivor's a couple hundred ahead. Um, so we uh, our sweat starts in a couple weeks here. Derek, we'll, we'll definitely get a sweat.
8: Derek's an analytics guy, and so mm-hmm. he employs a lot of what the what do you call these actuarial scientists that predict all these things, and they're saying that we're going to have over seven thousand in the Survivor. But only around forty five hundred in the millions, no good for us. We need to balance six and six for the guarantee. But this we always thought the Survivor was going to explode. I mean, you went from one thousand guarantee to six thousand last year and now you're matching it. But mm.
6: I could see that happening. You know, I could see
8: Survivor having seven thousand
6: and millions having five thousand. Really? You think it's going over? If it does, it's great. It just adds more more
4: more uh, more media. This he loved
8: everybody loves Survivor's fun. Come on.
4: I mean, it's fun until you get knocked out in the first day. You got to buy back so. in. But yes, I love.
6: Who doesn't love Survivor? Seriously, I think, I think Survivor. A lot of it has to do with our handy dandy schedule. This is the schedule we sell inside the gift shop here at Circa. You brought props. This is the little handheld. The handheld. Yeah. But we want to give you party gifts. So here you go. That's oh, for you. Beautiful. Now Thank that'll fit on the plate. Is this, this going great. on? Now, of course, this it. is the this is the one to help with your visual. Like, look at this thing. I mean, this is a monster. Holy this, samole. this, This fits in an office or if you're a single guy in the living room. Yeah. This is the perfect picture. Yeah. Gives you everything you need to know. It, like, see, look, look at this. When you look at the Bengals, people are uh-huh. always, you know, and now with the jo- Joe Burrow uh-huh. situation, when will you take the Bengals? I can't see it. Like, you know, you have this million-dollar bonus if you don't take the Bengals. I don't think it's that much of a give. Maybe you're going to take them against Carolina. Maybe. That's about it. I don't see. I don't see another spot where you would take them.
8: Are you telling me that we're going to have more survivor entries because you can't have a colorful stale line chart for the
4: videos? <laughs> <laughs> Where okay. is that? say? Stay, yeah. stay aligned. <laughs> Let's go. This is big time here. So you hired a whole bunch of analytical minds to put this together, yeah. huh? Yeah, whether he uses any of the info or not, it's a,
8: di- a different thing. They have all these, these charts and graphs and flow charts, Venn diagrams, and every uh, twice a week we get a prediction where we're going to end up. And you're to the point, though. They all come in in the last two weeks, right? That's 80% it. of yeah. it, and you don't really know till the gun on Saturday, no, the 11th. Yeah, Now, hold on. A
6: couple things you got to know. You know, with Mitch and Pauly on uh, on vacation this this week so there's no foul of the money you know this is what Mike's like on Thursdays when he doesn't get to do no hyperbole so he comes in it's nothing but hyperbole all day I, long
8: I've already got an entry for next Thursday when they come back did you see this ball Trey Mancini hit to right field in the cool. eighth inning, and now he's getting straight <laughs> wait a minute though yeah and they give him the it hits low low however this guy yeah. in the cheekbone and mm-hmm. they call it a two-run homer how can this be Scorekeeping in Major League Baseball is an atrocity. How is that not a home? Yeah, it's an error. It's an error. It's face. an error. Well, wow. I mean, Franchi Cordero should let the ball hit him in the face, and he wouldn't have three errors. Every well, that's night. exactly what I said after
6: that happened. I was like, why didn't you let it hit him oh, in his face? I, I, don't, I don't understand how that's a, how that's a home run. Is oh. it because they,
8: it hit him in the head? Yes. somebody needs to explain this to me. Yeah. Meanwhile, our buddy E, just a side note here, I haven't told him, hmm. is, on the, is at the uh, Safari Park in San Diego today. He took his parents. Hmm. And he texts me afterwards, hey, Jerry Lane was on our Safari with us. I said, did you ask him why he ejected Scott Casimir in Cleveland in the second inning? He said, oh, I didn't want to ruin it for his family. Oh. I would have loved, I would have tortured Jerry Lane. Uh, he's doing the Padres series, so we might run into Jerry Lane this series. We're going to be at the game Saturday at Petco. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, nice, place.
4: nice place. Nice yeah. place. I'm sure you will be sitting in the outfield horrible <laughs> seats. <laughs> you know, what else are you going to do in a beautiful town like that, huh? And, and then you're talking about Palm here, the poor guy, he just sat through an hour with uh Amal too. So I mean, you No, you're, but we
6: had
8: towers on. So that's comic uh, relief.
6: towers broke
4: it it's up It's comic little.
8: relief. Listen to how Shohei's the greatest thing ever. I like that. That breaks up my day. Well, I that's like,
6: going to be our game tonight. I mean, we're going full audio yeah. on Shohei tonight. There's it's not sac- a lot to say. A I- sacred Ooh. Shohei who needs 6 days rest.
8: The whole first half of the wow. season. It was Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. It never varied. Okay. Then he gets eight days and pitches in Atlanta Friday. All of a sudden he can pitch on five days rest. He doesn't need the sixth day. He doesn't turn into Friday night show. Hey, why? So he can face Spencer Howard tonight instead of Martin Perez tomorrow. Smart Everybody's man. in on this. Everybody's in on this with Shohei. I mean, wouldn't Unreal. you do that too? Unreal. What do we? Well, got? he didn't care about how many games the team won all along with the six days
4: rest. What do we got? To, well, I mean, uh, they're the worst team in baseball. Unlikely. They, they, although unlikely, although unlikely, you could, unlikely.
6: That. You could ar- that and the and the Nationals. They're, what is the, what are the chances Shohei gets moved before Monday?
4: What? Zero. Zero? Zero. Zero. Absolute zero? Zero.
8: Less than zero. Less than (laughs) zero. Less than zero. And
4: it's unfortunate, too, because Trout's not getting to the playoffs. This guy has a chronic back issue, too. It stinks. It stinks. But you know what? I'm I'm telling you guys, not just because you're here. If it stunk, I would tell you to your face. This is spectacular. You know, if you're looking for the sportsbook experience, I've had a blast. I really have. I'm ready to go home. I need some sleep. I need to see my kids and this cat that they adopted. But besides for that, this is amazing.
8: Have you gotten to spend any time up at Stadium Swim this week? I have not. Oh. I haven't gotten Next outside. All I'm doing is
4: working. Uh, yeah. Not Next. tonight, right? Can I sneak out there tonight? Absolutely. My girlfriend came into town. She doesn't trust me. We'll get you up the back elevator. And All I'm right. Where does this go check? in my house? Where can I put this? Can your I get refrigerator. this?
6: Refrigerator. You can
8: put it on your refrigerator. Does it refrigerator. stick or do
6: I have to tape it? Oh, come on. You can get a magnet. It's not that We sell
4: those, too. Yeah. You do? There's circa <laughs> magnets around here? <laughs> <laughs> One-stop shopping I at go collections. I Fuel. I'll get myself uh, <laughs> some toothpaste a magnet i'm looking forward to it we've got
6: a fellow just keeps asking for the magnetized version we
4: sell (laughs) magnets all right guys i'm going to be checking uh oh you might be back tonight good i'll Mm -hmm. be doing the nightcap Wes reynolds tonight it's been great stephanie thanks for all your help this week that's been spectacular from mike and derek thank you for stopping by steve buchanan as well and again if you get a chance check out the denver city cast all i'm doing is talking about betting the colorado teams and We got the Rockies, so we got a lot to – I need people to start listening because it's the Rockies, okay? Football season's almost back, though. You guys have done a great job. Thank you so much, everybody, for helping me out this week. Gentlemen, thank you for stopping by. Holden Kushner, follow me on Twitter, at Holden Radio. This is My Guys in the Desert on VSYN, the sports betting network.